<laughs> and we so glad you do, brother. Yes, we are. <laughs> we would be. <laughs> I just work here. <laughs> Hold on. I you love it. That's the way I feel with Wendy, man. She is, uh, she's, she's just, that's, this is her Thank thing. Thank you. I yeah. love this. I'm learning a lot too. I was like, cause Uncle Vic, he was like, okay, I'm be on Instagram. Then I'm be on Facebook. I was like, I'm learning some stuff. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is I see what's happening. His mic, his mic is moving. No, your mic is, hello, hello. Okay. Hello. Yeah, I was just trying to see. You can hear me loud and clear, right? Yes. Okay. It just seems like his is on some type of automatic thing. So it'll get louder or get softer or whatever, but I did turn it up. Oh, okay. Wow. What I'm trying to not do is I notice when you guys are talking, it'll make the mic go down. Right. Yeah. So, so we've had that happen before. That's that. Sound cancellation thing that it just naturally right, does. right, exactly. I'm trying to prevent that. I know. Just okay. So I've turned you guys down a little bit. Yeah, well, how we're hearing you, and uh, we're like this now, Mr. Charles. Yes, sir. Okay. Could you step here to the podium? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now, do your thing. See if they hear you. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Yes, yes, yes. It is better, yes. Yes, yes. Better? Yep. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Uncle Vic, have you guys already had a chance to pregame and all that? Yeah, let me give it to him now. Hey, Charles, just to recap, man. What's, what's, what's your name, brother? The brother that's there with you? Yeah. Charles. Yeah. Huh, what? Uh-huh. What's the brother's brother? What's your name that's there with Charles? Craig Monroe. Craig, all right. Yes. Craig used to be with Johnny Gill. Yeah. Right on. And uh, who else was he with, Craig? Soul to Soul. Soul to Soul. Johnny okay. Gill. Yes, you know. Yeah. All right. Wow. And were you the one that did the video for him yesterday, brother Craig? Yes, yes, I did. Man, I got to give a shout out on that one. That was bomb. Did you like that, Wendy? I love that. I was like, okay. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Let me feel that energy, Wendy. Yeah, I love that. I was like, wait a minute. You were like, hey. I was like, I used the Earth, Wind, and Fire thing. That's that's who I work for. I work for them, too. Oh, hey, I know you got all of them looking spiffy. I was telling my auntie today, I said, he literally like just not discover invented the like a look and everybody right. was on him right. because that's of that right. look that's right so, uh, you knew, we would watch the videos wendy you are so right back in the 80s and 90s and we'd see him come and say that's a charles head right <laughs> there you know from luther down yeah you know but listen charles what we're gonna do every episode man um I give a shout out, you know, welcome to the audience, and I give a personal shout out to the first responders. And this is when you're off camera. Uh, when we first come on, it's just my frame. I give the shout outs. Um, I say my words, you know, to the to the audience, and then also I read the person's bio. Still me on the frame, and then I'll say something like, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, welcome, Mr. Charles. Or hey, Charles, are you on camera? And then Wendy just brings you in. And then we're both on frame. 
but not until that time. Okay, but uh, I can look at you on my phone until you come on, all right? No, say that again. Oh, I can still see you on the screen here? Yeah. Oh, yes. You'll be able oh, to yeah. see him on the screen. And then if you all wanted to share, um, Craig, if you want, I can send you my cell number and um, send you the link on Facebook. Y'all, somebody could watch on Facebook, but they just couldn't be too close to the camera because then that feed goes into the, you know, mic. Make sure. Yeah, Wendy, I'm fine. You okay? Okay, okay. Cool. And then uh, once we get on, man, once you come on screen, then the, of course the interview starts and uh, I give my greetings to you, my shout outs to you. And the way the interviews go, man, I just have topic bullet points. It's not like, you know, specific, couple of specific questions, but we just gonna let the energy flow, man. And we start out from where you grew up. We start out with, you know, Mama with Madison C.J. Walker, the Chicago days, and then we come into L.A. And, uh, and we just let it roll, man. That's it. So whenever, uh, and but when you're off camera, let's remember that Wendy can still, we can still hear, even though you're off camera, Charles, we can still hear while I'm giving the intro. So don't be talking and yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Come on now. And, and Brother Craig got it. We got it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay, now I had to adjust something here. Okay, Mr. Charles, go ahead. Okay. So does this not right? Have a seat. How you feel, Wendy? Is it all good? Yeah, it's feeling great. Okay. I'm just getting to the point of I'm about since I gotta put those titles and descriptions in, I'm just doing that. Okay. No shadows. No. Okay. No, actually, your your um, lighting looks pretty good. Okay. What side? If you were to raise, just so I know, what side is your left side? Ah, got it. Okay. So it it is reversed for me. So on your on your right side. Your right side, that's probably where, if there's any way to put a little more light there, it could. But honestly, it, it's yes. not a crazy shadow. Okay. I asked her if I could put my right pack on. She said no. Look at that. Okay, is that a little better, Wendy? That looks good. Yes. A little better. Yes, okay. that is. All right. What city is he in? In LA. Oh, he's in LA. What city is she in? On the wish. Well, oh, I'm out here in Los Angeles. Oh, you both. You're both in LA. Yes. Yeah. Where, where are you all? Vegas, baby. Ah! Oh my God, that heat. But that's beautiful. Yeah. Now that's the look. That's the Mr. Charles magic right there. They got me so much, Mr. Charles. I'm not going to cover my eyes. It's just coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pimping ain't easy. It ain't easy. That's right. That's right. That's right. We got it. We're going to take the camera, So you can see if I'm lying or not. Oh, you know how we do it. Come on now. Even if you was, I got you back. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wendy, we are in your hands, baby girl. All righty, here we go. I've got a child. I'm going to count us in, and then it's all on you guys. All right. We're going live. 
in five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name is Victor Brooks, and this is the Victor Brooks Show Facebook Live Quarantine Series. Oh, man, you know, every time that you give us the opportunity to come on here and, and just spread this positivity, you know, throughout wherever we can spread it, whoever's watching, whoever joins us, you know, we call ourselves the Positivity Posse, right, you know? And our family of Positivity Posse is growing, y'all. It's amazing how this positive energy is touching people all over the world. Uh, another magic uh, of, of social media, you know, that, that we're all learning a whole lot more about over this, you know, over time. And uh, our guest today and I were, were laughing earlier about how much of a dinosaur <laughs> we are in a lot of this media way, but that's why I give so much respect to our co-producer, Wendy Vaughn, who uh, joins us every time and makes sure that technical thing is, 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 is the way it needs to be to bring it out to you, you know? Also, our other co-producers, Christopher Brooks, my brother and our sister, Julie McKnight. Uh, all four of us are just so, we're so honored to be able to, to come share time with you every Saturday and Sunday at one o'clock. Uh, or three o'clock, depending if we have double bookings that those particular days. But you can definitely show enough count on us at one o'clock in the afternoon Pacific Coast time, you know. Um, as I always say, y'all, we're just here not, not trying to ignore the and, and not be real about the negativity that's all around us in this world right now. You know, it's not just one of us. It's not just some of us, but it's all of us, you know. It's taking us through some crazy changes, you know, but... And it's no way to ignore the negativity, but it's also we can't ignore the positivity in every day we have. Every 24 hours that we're blessed to get up in the morning, I like to spend my first uh, time in the morning. As soon as I open my eyes, I thank God for that. As soon as I just put my foot down on the floor, I thank him for that too, you know? All the blessings seen and unseen. And you know, I ain't trying, I can't preach to nobody. I'm just giving you my thing, you know? And I hope it's something that you can understand. But we, we're positive every single day, y'all. And um, I always love to give the shout outs too of with the people that are, are trying to make life so comfortable for us during these two viruses that we have out here. Of course, we started with the coronavirus, you know, that put us all on pause, that made us all sit back and kind of think about what it is that life is about. Maybe we're finishing those books that we've been trying to finish, you know, finishing those projects that we've been dreaming about, calling family members or friends that, you know, that we haven't spoken to in a while. But once again, positive, even through the corona, the first virus. Next virus that we all been dealing with generationally is this virus of racism. Undeniable, it's been with us from the get-go, especially in the US of A. But even through that, we still want to keep our positivity and my positivity right now is, and has been through this thing is our young people out there protesting. Give us your anger, tell us what's on your mind, let us know what's on your heart, young people, especially you young artists, write those songs like Nina Simone did, you know? Uh, give those poems like, like, like Nikki Giovanni did. Uh, uh, give us the playwrights like Richard Wright and, and, and so many others through history. 
express yourself like Charles Wright and 103rd Street Band told us, you know, give us what's on your mind. And, 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 and us in my generation and older, hey, y'all, we got to keep the gate open. Our young people got to know they can come talk to us about whatever it is that's on their mind because they're going to talk to somebody, you know? And uh, much respect to you all. Much respect to the emergency response medical people, the doctors, the nurses, the, the hospital cleaning staffs. Come on, y'all. Everybody that's trying to do their part to make it all make sense. Uh, fire department, you know, sanitation people, uh, the market workers, the truck drivers, you know, uh, the teachers who were still teaching, you know, the students, even though they were teaching them online, they were still teaching our babies, you know. Thank all of y'all. And today, which, you know, you see the smile on my face, y'all, every day, every time I come to you, because not only do I thank all of my positivity posse who joins us, but I thank each and every one of these people, these, these masters of their craft who come on and, 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 and spend the time to talk to us, you know, to share their journey of what their life is all about their ups, their downs, their crazy turnarounds, you know? But we hope that through these stories we bring to you and we present y'all that it's a thread of positivity that you can catch, you can pull from, that, that takes you through your day, that adds something to your life, you know? As we remember when Bill Duke gave his story, you know, and Clifton Davis gave his story and some names that you may have just been introduced to when they spent their time and gave their stories. Yeah, it was full of not just the glitz and the glamour, but it was full of, of thoughts of suicide. It was, th it was filled with trying to get over substance abuse, you know, family details. But in the end, in the end, they gave their positive message, y'all. And the DMs that I'm getting from, from so many positivity posse people around the world is, is that you felt it. You know, you, I'm turning on my watch party right now because, you know, I want to hear while, while this story is being told today. I want to hear and see your comments and that I know you're lining up to give. And there we go. I just started mine. Start yours. Because today I have a very, very, I'm not even going to say close friend because I can't. This is my brother, y'all. This is my brother from another mother, not just mine, but my brother Chris, my sister Julie, another son to my parents, another grandson to my grandparents when they were alive. You know, this is uh, to my wife Cheryl To I mean, this is a man who since 1986 has been an integral part of the Brooks family journey, especially here through Hollywood and vice versa. Let me read a little something here for you. You know I got to give my bios every opening, y'all. Meet legendary hair guru Charles McCoy, best known in Hollywood as Mr. Charles. His list of celebrity reads like uh, celebrity clients reads like a who's who of the entertainment industry. <laughs> and he has maintained his status as a top hair expert for more than four decades. Over his 40-plus years span, Mr. Charles has put his Midas touch on several past and present entertainers, including Johnny Gill, Bobby Womack, Jason Weaver, Brian McKnight, Rick James, Luther Vandross, Earth, Wind and Fire, Charlie Wilson, Bill Bellamy, Norman Brown, Keith Washington, and so many more. 
Mr. Charles' signature texturizer R&B cut style of the 80s and 90s soon became a hairstyle classic around the world, both in and out of the entertainment industry. His work has been seen throughout fashion magazines, music videos, album covers, and he is in high demand at video shoots and award shows such as the Oscars, the Emmys, the Grammys, Image Awards, Soul Train Awards. As a kid, this master scissor wizard learned the ropes from watching his esteemed mother, a true Chicago socialite who owned one of the most respected hair salons in Chicago and who also studied under the one and only Madam C.J. Walker. Come on, y'all, what a lineage is that? Mr. Charles grew up in an upper middle class environment. His mother and father were black business owners in Chicago, as well as local movers and shakers. Mr. Mr. Charles and his family eventually moved to Los Angeles, where they set up a number of successful hair salons, which immediately attracted a number of celebrities and notable clients. Mr. Charles also served our country in the United States Coast Guard and has also developed his own line of hair products. <laughs> Charles takes pride in his grandchildren that carry that smooth, good-looking McCoy trademark. <laughs> in 2019, Mr. Charles was unexpectedly hospitalized, undergoing several extensive surgeries at which during those procedures, he flatlined four times. Doctors, myself, and so many others called Charles a walking miracle. Mr. Charles's personal life journey has been full of ups and downs, crazy turnarounds, but most of all, game changes. Today, he is busy working on a captivating book that will display his life's journey, as well as describe his incredible experience with life and death detailing what he saw and what he felt during his flat lines. The Chicago native is also creating a brand new social media platform which will feature his hair techniques and spotlight some of his celebrity clients. Mr. Charles continues to inspire and guide young people who have dreams to follow a career in Hollywood. He kept his mother's legacy alive, yes he did, by carrying the family torch upholding the McCoy name as one of the greatest of all time in this industry. And Charles, when he reflects on his life journey, he makes one thing clear. He's thankful to still be alive. And when it comes to the journey of Charles McCoy, y'all, take it from me and you'll hear the best is yet to come. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, my brother from another mother, Mr. Charles McCoy. Charles, are you on camera, brother? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Charles, you know, thank you for joining us, man. Uh, man it's my pleasure, man. Yes. I'm still from the surgery, you know, from my accident. Yeah. yeah, we'll get it out. Oh, we'll get it out, man. You know, and I have to give a special shout out to Brother. Uh, brother Craig, uh, Craig Monroe for that incredible commercial that y'all sent us, man. <laughs> Put it together, man. Man, you know, and that was in classic, pure, 100% Charles McCoy style. We had another person, Rachel, she helped us out with it, too. And right, she was real cool with me. Yeah. So it was a, a nice little crew going, you know. 
Yeah. Oh, Rachel, thank you so much too, girl. And no, don't worry about the um the, the sound, brother. We can hear you just fine. We can hear you, man. You know what, Charles, let's start out in Chicago, one of my favorite places yeah. on earth, brother. I mean, I got family, friends, family, a lot of great memories over there at 39th and Cottage Grove and all through Chicago growing up from Memphis, man. What was Chicago like? What does Chicago mean to you, brother? Chicago, man, is my home. <laughs> everything. That's where yeah. I learned everything, you know. That's where it all started, man. Just seeing my parents, actually, um, with what they was doing in life and the way that they lived and what they had. It just made you want, you want that, you know. Yeah. And it just made me strive to always want to have something and never be broke. I never wanted to be broke. I always had money, so I like money. <laughs> right on. Hey man, let me tell you something. Talk to me, child. I want to have some money, man. <laughs> so I'm gonna get out here and do what I got to do, and that's you know, man. Chicago was everything back then, man. It was so much fun. We could we could go out and every day, man, have a good time. We not have to worry about no one shooting and killing us. Mm. We could do. I mean, we talking about as kids growing up. Yeah, yeah. Fun town, Riverview, ride our bikes, you know. And it was a whole different world. And now, we're going to get to now, but yep. it was beautiful. It was I got you, brother. So yeah. growing up in Chicago, man, tell me about that. I mean, come on, man. Your whole family, right? I mean, your, well, your mom and your dad specifically. Right. What was life like growing up in the McCoy household, man? Well, the McCoy household. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you, look, when you look back on this, uh, you know, at one time you might say, well, man, so-and-so, I don't like this and I don't like that. But when you really look at it, you're really blessed to have a good time in the things that we did in the McCoy house. Okay. And I was a bad one, so. But it was okay. But yeah. still, I still had my own fun because I know how to get around, you know. <laughs> I got you. I always had a ball, man, but you know, we had one bathroom. Okay. You know, one there and run daddy's water. He was first, and you know, he liked it hot. And, and then the next person, I was the last one because I was the youngest. See, I, I got a sister, Barbara, mm -hmm. uh, just told me not too long ago, maybe a couple of years ago. And, and, and now I understand what she was saying because she was telling me, we was taking a picture of my mother. I mean, I'm my, yeah, my mother and my brothers and her and myself. And we were taking pictures. And I wanted to get in the picture next to mama, right? Because right. I'm my baby, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is the chain of command. And I was like. <laughs> right. I got you. made me understand, especially now that I have children and what have you, and more into my grandkids and everything else. It's a chain of command in a family. Mm -hmm. You have to go through the chain of command from the time that we're coming up. I don't know how they're doing it now, but it's a chain of command in this thing here. And gotcha. you have to respect that. And I respect that from my brothers and sisters now, even more so now than I did before. Right, out of sight, brother. And the fact that your mom was a student of the uh, legendary Madam C.J. Walker, man. Yeah. What a history is that? 
It's a great history. Then I have another sister, Lolita. She went to school under Madam C.J. Walker two years later. Wow. So my family, is a lot of hairstylists in my family. Yeah. Uh, my sister as well, my nieces, they were both bad. Tanya and Tina, they was good. I got a daughter right now that's in it real big right now, Lakeisha. Yeah, hey, sis. Yeah. She's bad, man. She's bad. And uh, she's in Vegas, right over in Eastern. And I'm putting it on your show and everything. But yeah, man, every heck of a hairstylist, man, you know? Yeah. It's in our blood. This is what we do. That's the thing, just in your blood. And and, and it's, I mean, when we get to the part where 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 the the because we're still we're still we're still talking about Charles McCoy right now. But when we get to the story of Mr. Charles, we'll see how that all played in, man. That foundation that was laid yeah. in, in what you just told us, you know? Yeah, right, right. Okay. You know, and learning from your parents that not only as hairstylists, but you learn that business sense from your both of your parents being local business owners. Yes, I did. And yeah. You taught me a lot about business. And that's why I can maintain right now, even when I was on my back, I can maintain because my mind was still working. So when I'm when I was doing what I'm doing right now, I'm still thinking about this and about that. Wow. When I do this and that. And I don't want to go too far yet. No, I got you. But when I was in that hospital bed, yeah. I'm not just you can't, I'm not just laying there. I'm thinking about when I get out of here, what I'm gonna do here, what I'm gonna do there. All your credit cards, all this, all that, all that's still going on. It don't stop because you have to stop. You have to maintain and be able to still step up so you won't fall. Feel me? Right on, right on, man, right on. I mean, you know, and and that experience that you are talking about, Charles. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If you don't mind, brother, I would like. Tell us what happened, Charles. Give us that experience, brother. And when did that happen? Well, I can tell you like this. It's actually, I, I think it was a build-up. Because the Reverend E.B. Hill came to my house right here where I'm at right now. And he visited my mother. And we talked and got to know him and everything. And then not too long after that, my mother passed away. Yes. And... He went to his church. He did a funeral and everything. Mm -hmm. So then, not too long after that, he passes away. Wow. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> right. Know, people are like, you know, yeah. apart. So his wife calls me up. I'm in Vegas. She said, Mr. Charles, she said, I would like for you to come. And, you know, after she told me the yeah. news, mm -hmm. he said, I would like for you to come and speak at E.B. Hill's funeral. Okay. I said, okay, no problem, we're real good friends. But in my mind, I was thinking that I was going back to that church where my mother's funeral was, to do his funeral. But it was at another funeral, and I didn't realize that. But all the time, I'm thinking, that's where I'm going back to. So by the time I got it all together now, because there, and me and Larry, Cognac, Larry, and Black, mm -hmm. Wayne, yeah. Floyd, yeah. I was supposed to meet up together. And they was calling, and he was like, well, they, they had met up, they was like, well, where's Miss Charles at? And um, 
said we called him, but I, I started feeling funny. Actually, yeah. I started feeling funny the night before. Me and my buddy, me and Floyd, was going to see a concert. I said, well, let's go over here, see a little show and have some dinner. Yeah. And we'll get up tomorrow, be fresh, and we'll go, you know. Right. Uh, going to see Mickey Howard. One yeah, yeah. What's up, Mick? <laughs> yeah. So we was going to see her show. And um, I was driving Floyd back to the, to, he said, well, take me home. So I was driving, going that way. And by the time I got to the freeway, the 10, I said, I'm feeling funny, man. I said, I'm going to take you to my hotel, and I'll see you home and over. And um, he, the Uber came, he got in, left. And that night when I was in the hotel, I was feeling funny. I was like, well, maybe it's just some, you know, I'll drink some water, lay down. You know, maybe I'll feel better. You know, open the windows, give me some yes. But by the time morning came, hmm. I started feeling really funny. And I called Dwayne. I said, Dwayne, where you at, man? He said, I'm stuck on the 405. I said, it's going to be too long. I need, I'm going to need something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I 911. And I normally would never dial 911, but I knew I was at that point. Wow. I needed to dial somebody, so I dialed 911. Wow. The lady told me, she said, as a matter of fact, let's go back a little bit. I was getting ready to get dressed to go speak at EBL's funeral. Mm -hmm. And then I called that woman, I started feeling a little more faint. She said, open the door and just lay down, relax for a minute. And wow. I'm going to see you. I remember the ambulance coming to the room. And I remember 10 guys coming and throwing me around, taking me and pushing me and sticking me in pumping me in, all kind of stuff, right? And I, I remember them putting me on the crate, taking me to the ambulance. And I remember getting in the ambulance. And I remember they pushed me up in there and everything. And then I heard him say it, he said something, but he put this on my arm, boom! It's like a bomb hit me or something. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, wow. Nothing, right. I see number 622 up there. After that, I don't remember anything else until maybe a week later. Hmm. I don't remember the, the emergency room. Yeah. I don't remember talking to nobody. I don't remember seeing nobody. I don't remember seeing nothing. When I woke up, I think there's a lot of machines in there. You know that. You see. Yeah. There's yeah. machines everywhere. And he was telling you guys what was going on. So That's right. That's you know right. better than I know. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh, it was a hell of an experience, man. Charles. Wow, brother. You know, Charles, my mind is going back to uh, when we got, when Baby Girl gave us that message, your daughter. Yes. And uh, I remember it hitting my wife and I like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And we immediately made a beeline, of course, straight to the hospital. But but while Charles, as, and I know you're writing your book, and I don't want to give a lot away about your book and what the details are, but when you did come into, and I remember standing by your side at the hospital, brother, yeah. and uh, I can't explain the amount of emotions that were going through me seeing my brother, you know, but one thing I do 
remember, Charles, was that it was a feeling that I was, when I was looking at you, of, a, of, a, of that natural fight that Charles McCoy has. Do you remember any of that during your time out and the flatlining four times in an operation? Oh my goodness, man. Yeah, I, I remember a lot. Okay. And um, the fight was the devil. Wow. And was, wow. I don't mean to count. No, 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 no. I got you, brother. I got you. Yeah. But it's kind of funny, you know. But this cat kept pulling me. <laughs> and I kept. Really? Let me go, man. I'm really. Wow. And he was yeah. there. And he kept mm -hmm. pulling me. And I said, look, man, leave me alone. I said, I don't, I don't have nothing to do with you. Yeah. He looked like he just sat on the chair. He said, I'm going to wait for you. I said, well, you're going to be waiting. You're going to be waiting. Yeah. Right, right. And, you know, he pulled you down these doors. And it was, it was, um, Brother. Every time, every time I would close my eyes, he would appear again. Every time through the daytime, I would be up in the heavens. Mm -hmm. Now, you know what, man? Charles, brother, I cannot wait to read this book, number one. Oh, and number two, I know I have a lot of, we have so many people in the Positivity Posse from different faiths, different walks of life, different uh, spiritual journeys. And when you hear a story like yours, Charles, what it does, I know for so many of us, there's an inspiration there that carries us through. And when we read the, the, the details, when your book is finished, Charles, mm. I have no doubt, man, that this is going to be a testimony to so many. It's going to be an affirmation to so many. And, you know, no one can judge, you know, what, what, and I like, I see one of the comments that are coming through now about hearing your story. And you'll see the comments once, once it's finished, man. Already so many people are being touched just by what you said now about, you know, your strong mental fight during this time. Uh, another comments about, you know, how God never left your side during this fight. And um, Charles, thank you for even just giving us that bit of what you just gave us right now, man. Uh, because it also gives, Charles, <laughs> brother, it also gives a realance to the Charles McCoy that I and my family met in 1986. Oh, wait. Okay, because by this time, it was Mr. Charles to so many, all right, especially here in Hollywood, mm -hmm. right? And I know we jumped forward to this life-changing event of yours that we just talked about. But brother, I want to go to 1986. Why did, why did you come to L.A., period? Why? First of all, I came to L.A. to take care of my dad. Okay. I came to take care of my father. He was sick. He's passing away. I stayed, I stayed in the house with him for a year. Okay. Actually, in 86, because I stayed in the house with him for a whole year, taking care of him for a whole year. And then when he passed away. Yeah. My mother said, well, what you going to do now? Yeah. Well, I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I don't know you. I, yeah. I can't be the, the guy in Chicago I was. So I got to find something to do here now. Right, right. I got a couple of jobs. I, I kept getting fired. <laughs> Next wasn't big enough. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do it. 
Why don't you try to go to beauty college? I had been around it all my life anyway. Mm -hmm. so my mom won't play with no dolls no more, you know, and yeah. doing hair and all so I don't <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you're going to do something. Yeah, you're going to do something. <laughs> you think of it, I only went to sophomore year in school. I had a kid at 17 years old. I was a baby myself. But back then, you couldn't just have a kid, nothing to do, no job. So either they aborted the child or you had to get a job and do what you had to do. So gotcha. I got the job. Yeah. So went to beauty college and I was telling the instructors, you know, this and that. And I, my main instructor, Mr. Tubbs, came to me one day. He said, man, this is in you. Okay. I said, yeah. He said, I want you to be successful. I want you to take this serious. And I want you to do what you got. That's what I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> he said, Charles, go over there <laughs> and do that doll's hair. Okay. I said, he looked at me. I said, okay, Mr. Till. I'm going to go there and do the doll's hair. So, and that, after a few days, a week, two weeks, whatever, because I was getting into it now. Yeah. See, a lot of people don't understand when you have a talk, see, like social media, not people text, text, you don't get nothing from that. You got to have a conversation. There you go. Text, I found out in texting, a lot of stuff get twisted around and you can't really feel what somebody's saying to you. You want to know something from me, come talk to me. I'll tell you. So no more text. But anyway, I started doing better and better and better. Start getting it more and more and more. And I started getting clients coming in. Wow. I became the president of the class at the go school. Ahead. Go ahead. The rest was history. There you go. There you go. I yeah. A graduation party at that school. I said, you know, I love party. <laughs> Wait a minute. You were the first one to have an actual graduation party at, at the school. A party. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. No party. <laughs> but you know what, Charles? That's where it started, man, because I can remember this. And we talked to mom and dad and got the detail of how we all, you know, connected during that time. So after you graduated, now Charles McCoy, it, it's it's lights, camera, action now. It's on and popping. You're in Hollywood. Yes. You're ready to do Hollywood Boulevard. I was okay. in school on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, just from, from school into your professional career now, yes. it's all here, L.A., Hollywood, the scene, right? So mm -hmm. when did Mr. Charles, when was Mr. Charles created? Mr. Charles was created right after beauty college because I needed some dough, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got you, brother. Right, right. And I was up to the races. So I didn't want to go far from the school because I had got clients in the school when I was doing hair. Yeah. So I didn't want to go far, you know, so I went down the street. Yeah. Actually, I worked at two places. Okay. Mother Salon for a little bit, and I worked down the street at the, uh, another place. Okay. And one day, I was at my mother's salon, 
And I'm sitting around and, you know, over there, but he was doing like 10, 15 on haircut. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna get it, man. I need <laughs> some real money. <laughs> I told my mom, I said, Mom, I quit. You ready to go to Hollywood? Yeah. Like, you don't know nobody in Hollywood. I said, I know a lot of people in Hollywood, Mama. That's, what, that's what's calling me. So that's where I'm gonna go. And I went to Hollywood, I went to the salon, and the salon, the only salon was there. You know, like you go down Hollywood Boulevard, right? Mm-hmm. The salon was in the back in one of those those places that you walk in and shop and stuff. But the Hollywood the salon was in the back. The Hollywood Boulevard was in the front. So now I gotta figure out how to get people from the front to the back. So I took me a chair, tall chair, went and sat on Hollywood Boulevard, right in our gateway right there. They got me some flyers. Hollywood haircuts, perms, red locks. Man, I got something for you. I know, I know what you need. Come on, brother, let me take you back here and show you the salon and stuff. Next thing you know, they in my chair. So they had a music school right there around the corner, the MCI, I think it is, Music Academy School. And I met a couple of guys. One was uh, Norman Brown. Right. And the other guy was Fred Dinkins. He's a drummer. Okay. He's, actually, he's one that's writing my book right now. Yeah. So, Norman and them was like some of the first cats and yeah. uh, Charles, uh, uh, my man, Charles Brim and all of them, they came. And they wasn't stars yet. They became stars later, but I was the one that gave them their look to gotcha. get out and do their thing. Because everybody had to have a look, you know. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know what, Charles, speaking of that look, that look, Let's go into that whole thing, man. When you look back on uh, my memory and so many others and others of your fans who who knew when you were going to do the show today, our minds went back and the story started flowing, man, about, you know, that whole look of R&B of the late 80s and definitely in the 90s, man. Uh, We remember when uh, so many of us were talking about when Cedric the Entertainer uh, had in his uh, stand-up where there was a period where Luther Vandross it looked as like he like like it looked as though he didn't really know which way the hair was going right but when after he met Mr. Charles and you your journey began it was during that time where every most of the videos we saw from like you mentioned Johnny Gill and Brian McKnight and and so many others of that R&B scene man Yes. That Mr. Charles hairstyle, when you saw your style everywhere, Charles, tell me what that felt like, man. Wow. <laughs> it felt amazing. Gotcha. Because you have to understand, I had all three balladeers at the same time. And Van Jones and Brian McKnight all at the same time. So I remember one time with Johnny, I think I was working with Johnny, and Luther called him and said, well, I need him over here. I'm shooting a video too. I'm running back and forth doing these cats. <laughs> you know, back and forth. And Johnny's like, Well, you my hairstyle. I said, You know, I am boss. So that's my man. You know, Johnny, my man. Oh, man. Good brother. Good brother. Good boy, there, man. I love that cat. But uh, it, was, it, was, it was fun because you figure I'm on tour with these people. I'm doing videos. I'm doing all kinds of stuff all week, you know, everywhere. Going around the world with these dudes, man, and uh, these cats, 
and, and the fun part about them working with the principals on everything. I never worked with anything else but the principals mm-hmm. of the people, you know, they get hairstyles, they work on the shows. I never done that. Right. I always worked with the guys that was the, the principal mm-hmm. of the shows mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. And they were very kind. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Got you. Got you right. <laughs> Well, you know what? That's not a that's not a bad arena to to keep that uh, oh, keep that, that that arena to go because it it wasn't just the three. I remember Charles, and I'm gonna you know I'm going a lot for my personal my personal thing, you know, uh, and then conversations with other of our people, you know, and preparing for this. The memories we have, Charles, are just so full of love, happiness, togetherness, familyhood. And I'm talking about in the shop as well. You know, when I when we see movies like Barbershop and even Beauty Shop, to, to us, there's an essence of that. But a lot of us, especially in the late 80s and 90s, when we knew we were going to Charles's shop or the shop that you were in at that those at that particular time, yeah. we knew there was going to be not just hair getting getting right, but there was gonna be like a, a feeling of, hey, what's happening? Y'all haven't seen you in a minute. There's going to be a coming together. You never knew who you were going to see in there from celebrities to just every, our, our own everyday people that became family of this gathering around Charles. Mm-hmm. And the parties that you threw at the hair salons, you know, were, were, were more like family get-togethers, you know? I mean, and the fact that we never had to pay for any food, <laughs> there was anything you wanted to eat, any music that was there, whether it was live or, or coming over the speaker. You remember those days. Everything was free. But you know what's so much fun about it, man? All those people that you're talking about are basically clients. Yeah. And they're not just me. And before, like on Sunset and Fuller, I was with the Dream Team. I was with JT, Ramon, Debbie T. Come on. Come Nathan on. C. See, I got to say that again. Sister Debbie T, JT, you know. Come on, man. Good times. Good times, man. We did the nails. Yeah, good times. Yeah, we had a wonderful time. And, and still we, family to this day, man, you know. That's right. One day, me and JT come in at 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes he'd be there for me. We don't finish till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I remember. Back there. At eight, nine, ten o'clock, well, I'm on twelve o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And this is all day for years. Every day, every day, man. It was and 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 all these different people, each day the energy had to still be there. Yeah. You know, to keep that to keep that going, man, because all those people that you seen, and you know it, you be in the slide, be movie stars in there, in the oh, yeah. mm-hmm. comedians, everybody working people, pastors, the police was in there. Everybody yep. in there mingling together. That's right. I want to meet over there and meet Luther. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Everybody could come. They had drink, they had food, they had anything you wanted. Right. And uh, you just enjoyed your day. People would come there before they would go out. Come on, man. Exactly. Or or you went there to get ready to go out or you came, like you said, you're there to, you know, two, three in the morning and that family feeling. And I mean, you mentioned, man, so many. It reminds me of a story that you and dad crack us up telling. But, it, you know, like you said, you never knew it was such a wide range 
of people that felt comfortable, like you said, the politicians, the the, the celebrities, the the everyday people, the the, uh, the 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 pimps, the players, everybody. Everybody was welcome. Exactly. As long as you was, you know, you were respectful yeah. and everything, but everybody was welcome to my establishment. And you know what? Speaking of that, as long as you were respectful, thing. Give us the story of of how Dad became the Godfather. Your dad. My dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't have to throw it on you. <laughs> Woo! Hey, man. Well, we know your dad, first of all, ain't no joke. I just seen pictures of your dad with Ali and all his buddies back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I just seen pictures of dad before. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and I'm like draping dad up and getting him ready. And he had these guys in the back of the shop. They back there doing their thing, you know. A lot of them was P.I.s. <laughs> you know, they talking, talking their stuff, yeah, man. Okay, but your mother was sitting over on the couch. And I'm steady coming to dad's head, and I'm like, hey, what's happening? I'm talking to him, but he's not really saying anything back. And I'm looking around, I'm spinning you around. No, I was spinning you around, look at you. I said, well, what's wrong, dad? He said, my wife is in here. Take the cape off of me. I said, where are you going? <laughs> was talking about bees and all that, talking the street life. He got up, went back there. I said, man, let me get my gun. <laughs> let me go back here and make sure they're okay. He just got up, he, just he put his finger in their face and said, let me tell y'all something. My wife is in here. And we won't have that kind of language here around my wife. And I mean it. And son, some more stuff, you know what I'm saying? But Ralph, he, he told him, My wife is in here. Wow. He did his thing, man. Um, wow. Wow. I said, The Godfather. <laughs> Godfather has arrived. <laughs> hey. Oh, man, Charles, we were dying laughing the other night talking about that, brother. Because as you know, his Snooky, you know, his wife, his Snooky, man, that's his, uh, that's his queen, you know? Because <laughs> a matter of fact, mom, you doing mom is the reason how we all connect. He walked into to the salon one day. Nice lady, you know. I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I miss her, are you? She's a square, you know. Yeah, I got you. You know. I got you. I said, hi, ma'am. How are you? You know, Miss Charles and so and so. She said, well, I wanted to get my hair done. I was like, okay, well, who told you about this place, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> she's a nice lady, you know. Yeah, yeah. How did you end up here, above all places? Yeah, how did you get yeah. it? And she sat down and she started doing her work. I said, well, what you doing? She said, I'm a producer of the TV show, Amen. Well, working said, with the producer, yeah. I'm working yeah. with the producer, right. I can't yeah. She was on that show working with Amen. Yeah. And I said, okay, and we started to talking and started to talking. Told me about your kids and everything. I was like, yes, ma'am, and you know, being polite like I was taught to be. I still get up, if I was on a bus today, I'd get up and let a lady sit down. Me I say yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. I say I'm sorry. I apologize, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You see, so 
she was a nice lady, man. And she got her hair done. I walked out to her car. And next thing I know, here come the whole crew. <laughs> Grandparents, everybody. <laughs> Grandmama, Pops, Lou, Julie, I mean, Chris, the whole crew was in the house. Let's get it all for real. Let's cross it off. I mean, <laughs> man, you know what? I can remember those days because you had eight, what is it, like six, seven of us strong would come in. You had seven straight clients that day for those, you know, lined us up all in the chairs, man. But Charles. I'm going to do everybody's here. That's right. Yes. Charles, tell us about those platinums behind you, man. Oh, the platinums. One platinum over here is from, from Pebbles. Wow. Yeah. Uh, my man Woody Johnston used to do a lot of shows with Johnny and different uh, Amaze and and all those cats. He brought that to my salon uh, and gave it to me and told me he wanted me to have it. And this one here is from your ex brother, your brother Brian McKnight. Right on, right and, on. Uh, we uh, back at one. Yeah. Yeah. These are my folks here now. This this is this Johnny Gill. You know my girl Dee Dee. That's Dee Dee. That's Dee Dee. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, Charles. I mean, when we when we think about the story, man. Oh, go ahead. It's the crew, man. And then you got Val Young. Oh, wow. Mary Jane girls. That. Archie. Yeah. Uh, awesome, man. You got Ralph Hawkins. Uh huh. Dee Dee again. And uh, Johnny's uh, sister, Melanie, uh, she's uh, here in Vegas. Gotcha. And Nelson, uh, the bodyguard. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Charles, you know what, man? Like, remembering the story the, the, of what you just gave us when, you're, when you started, and I, I don't think we mentioned that at the hospital, they let you know that it was a problem with the heart, you know? Um, but when we go back and, and think of what you just gave us now and then look at what you are showing us now, man. I mean, we look at life as, it, you know, situations like that happen and especially life changing. What changed in Mr. Charles when you, after this experience, man? Well, the, or what continued? One the, of the two. This has been an experience that I could have never imagined. Um, this is a life-changing experience. I got more God in me now mm. because I feel I feel this every day that I'm a vessel of His and I'm just a messenger. My thoughts and everything else are beautiful thoughts. If it's not about love, I ain't interested in it. Every day I wake up, I laid up there and I looked at that that room. And all those people, I thought they were all robots. I thought I wasn't even here. But anyway, I wake up every morning. I go to my front door, open that door, take a deep breath of fresh air. I look up in the sky and I see airplanes. I can smell the trees. My day is complete after that. Anything else that happens throughout that day, I'll give it to you in my blessings. And hope everything go right for you and give you all the love that I can give to you. But I'm still trying to still find out where I am. But it's all about love now. If it ain't love, 
I, you know, I'll try to tell you about love. If you're something gone, I say, man, don't talk to talk to these people about this. People don't understand sometimes. I wish I could give people what I have inside of me now. And I know it's probably difficult to say, this cat here is talking like that, Mr. Child. Yeah, I'm talking like that. Yeah, I'm talking like that now. Because my life has changed now. I'm not the same guy I was. I still have fun and everything else. But my heart is even opened up even bigger. I ain't a sucker. I ain't, you know, none of that kind of stuff. But I don't mind giving. I want to see people do well. I want you to do, I want to see, I just want to see everybody happy. I wish all this stuff was over with. So people could go back to doing what they was doing and enjoying life. Because I found out one thing for sure. And I know a lot of people don't understand this. Just like that. Just like that. It happened to me. Just like that. And uh, I'll tell you the rest in the book, but that's a hell of an experience. Lord have mercy, Charles. I'm just so I'm just so happy and so blessed that he let me come back. Because I think about it all the time. I'd be like, you know, like Roland just passed away and other friends uh, that passed away. And I say, well, it's like, how does that work? You know, you go in and one time they're gone. I, why did he give me an opportunity to four times and bring me back every time? What was it? What is it? What did I do to deserve that? You know, was I a good person? Was I a bad person? Why all these people love me? Why all these people? It must be something I'm doing right. You understand? For all those people to come to the hospital and call me. I mean, my family, my kids, my sister and them flew out to uh, Vegas, to LA. My kids was there. All my friends, they're all my friends. People didn't even know me, was praying for me all over the world. Donnie Gill had people in Philadelphia at the concert singing a song, praying for me. Why are people doing all this for me? It's got to be a reason. And the reason is, they got a man upset. That's what it is. Come on, man. Come on, Charles. You know and understand that you don't really have time to be being mad with folks. And you, know, you think you do, but you don't. You better enjoy every day you can with the people that you love because tomorrow or tonight, or in the next 10 minutes, he might not be here. So you ain't gonna get a chance to say, oh, hey, that's something you have to deal with the rest of your life. You gotta deal with it, not me. Exactly. Amen. Amen. Brother, Amen. brother I, Charles, Amen. Hey, man. hey man, I remember Charles, you telling uh, Cheryl and I, my wife and I about how materialism also became something that completely changed. I mean, you've never been a materialistic person. I'm not saying that, but your realism of the whole thought of things, the yeah. importance of things, you know? Man, let me tell you something. When I came, when I got out that hospital and I came home and everything was in this house, just like it is now, that let me understand that this stuff means nothing. Because you ain't taking none of this with you. You understand? Somebody else would have been in here and somebody else will be in here. Changing stuff, doing it the way that they want it and everything else. And that's the way the cycle goes. So you figure some people live to 100. Not going to live that much longer than that. 
average person, not living that long, or the stuff going around now, you don't know how long. You got to enjoy every day. None of this stuff. I mean, it's good to have toys and stuff like that, but don't put your whole life on that. Put your whole life on the love, enjoying, going out just enjoying your life. There's nothing wrong with getting the things you want. Everybody likes that. That's why they make it, you know. But if you can't have that, have the stuff that you can have. You understand? Don't, don't, don't try to just, you know, if you, you get lucky and you do your thing, hey, that's good. But if, if, if that ain't in the cards, then it ain't in the cards. Mm-hmm. But live every day like it's your last. Mm-hmm. Right on, man. Right on, Charles. Hey, man, you know what? I, Charles, please do us a favor. When you complete the book, man, I know so many people are waiting on that, but I would love to come for, have you back. And by then, we may be back in the studio where we do it as well. But wherever we are, man, would you please come back and give us an, a, a, our own insight once your book is released man because there's so many things i know that you want have to express even more of what you just gave us now but saving that for the read but man charles tell us you just gave us your personal heart experiences man from your life's journey brother that pulled you into a sense of 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 a, of a reality that works for charles and you passed it on to us now what would you sum up before this is all over, man, about what is your positivity, Charles? Your positivity. Because when Bill Duke came on, he gave his, his you know, one-liner or whatever. Everybody that comes on, I just ask them, what is your positivity, brother, that you would want to leave us with? Happiness, love, understanding, forgiveness, kindness, care. That's what I want to leave you with. And if you have those things, I don't care what another person does. I'm going to come to you. And I'm going to keep coming to you until you open up one day. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to call you. I'm going to do whatever. You can avoid me or whatever. I'm going to call because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm in this family. This, that's my job. Mm. Some people say, oh, well, you do it. No, no, no. That's my job. And I'm gonna keep knocking on that door until you open it. You know, you don't, I, I don't, I don't shy away from anything or anybody. I'm gonna talk to you, I'm gonna call you, and I'm gonna love you. You understand? Those are things that people have to have, man, to make a beautiful day every day. Every day for me is a beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> Brother. You know what? I'm just, that ain't nothing but the truth firsthand, man, because Charles, as I, I keep going back to where mom and dad and Chris, even the times when, when we're just together, that what you just gave us, Charles, that's the Charles we love. That's the Charles we've always known. And so many people, as you, when you go back and see this lineup here, man, when you every time to go back and see the comments, the, the love shout outs that are given and why it's so special that you took your time to come and talk to on, on my show today. And I like to say our show because I'm sharing it with all my positivity posse, man, because Charles, you know, it, 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 it means a lot for you to, to share your soul like this. And I know so many now, so many people now that your strength is coming back. 
uh, now that you're getting out more and, and, and healing a lot more, which is a miracle in itself, you've been here. That you took the time to come here, man, and share this time with us, brother. We all thank you, man. Um, we, 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 we learned today. We felt today. We were, we were given a sense of, of positivity, man, that that's, I know it's going to carry so much, so much, all of us so much further in our daily journey, man. Charles McCoy, I love you, brother. Can I say one more thing? You say whatever you want, man. I want to say hello to my sisters, Lolita, Danny, Denise, Barbara, my brother-in-law, Big Tommy, Big T, Big Tommy. You know, I got to give a shout out to my man, John Gill, because that's my boy. That's and Kim and Candy. They're going to be coming on your show pretty soon. The wife of the Isley brothers. They right. Came Western. And I told them about you, Dee. Uh, we'll call That's you right. something like that. It'll be an honor. Floyd, Cognac, Black. Everybody, <laughs> man. Everybody. Sister Debbie T out in Shacktown. All you my know? brothers, you know. <laughs> hey, I just love all these people, man. They, they take care of me, so. That's right. You know, That's I just want to just say something to them, you know. Come on, man. Hey, y'all heard it firsthand. Charles McCoy, yeah. <laughs> a.k.a. affectionately Mr. Charles. Yes, Hairstylist to the stars. Oh, where can we, tell us about the hair product line, brother, and where we can pick it up and all of that. The hair care line is being redeveloped. Okay. Since I've been here, I've thought of some other things to reformulate and redo my, my hair care. I'm repackaging uh, it uh, in the videos. I'm putting them on, <clears throat> you can just order off the links and stuff like that now. So I'm rearranging all of my things, just like I'm rearranging my life right now. Gotcha. I'm going to the next phase. And right turn, turn the page and go to the next chapter. Come on now. Come on now. You know what? And Charles, man, I know I want to give your throat a rest because I know you're doing some therapy with that. But I thank you again. I'm not going to hold you too much longer, brother. A long time to drink some tea over here, but I've been talking to you. No, 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 no. I got you. That's why I'm just thanking you again, man. We not. I want you to rest your voice, rest oh, your mind, body, and soul. Bill Bellamy, shout out to Bill, too. Oh, come on. Bill Bellamy, man. One of the best to ever do it. To yeah. ever do it. Okay. You know? All right, man. Thank um, you, Charles. I love the Brooks family. It's always a pleasure. You got it, brother. You got it. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, and we hate it was a it was a it was a hesitation, but we love you too, man. Mom, dad, everybody, everybody. We giving it right back, Charles. <laughs> every day, every day. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it firsthand. You know, uh the gentleman that was just on screen with us just now, uh Mr. Charles McCoy, affectionately known as Mr. Uh, Mr. Charles, hairstylist to the stars. But even with all the glitz and glamour of Charles's life, um, you know, he made it a point to bring it into focus of exactly what the purpose of his positivity is in life, y'all. Uh, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter... Uh, lots of money, no money, taking a bus, driving a car, whatever. It's all about the journey that you give to someone else, you know? It's all about the journey that you give and the, 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 the love and support that you're there for somebody else, man. You got to give back. And that's what it is. And today, 
you know, that's all we want to do with the Victor Brooks Show Positivity Posse Series is just give back. We just want to bring these stories that, that the people come in and join us to talk about, to, to share insight of their life and, and what it is that gives them a positivity every day. Oh my goodness, y'all. Thank you once again for joining us. And, and, and we have an incredible lineup for next week. <laughs> and for the next uh, three Saturdays and Sundays of this month, we're coming at you back to back with some more amazing people, uh, amazing stories, uh, and more positivity, positivity, positivity. Every Saturday and Sunday at one o'clock or three o'clock, but definitely one o'clock, follow us on YouTube follow the Victor Brooks show, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, press those, you know, the, the, the episodes that you like, and we hope you like them all. But if you don't just hit the ones that you do like, you know, give us that love, y'all, because that just helps us share that positivity around the world. Um, also, follow us here, of course, on Facebook, Facebook and Instagram. We are at the Victor Brooks show on Twitter at the Victor Brooks. And all of, your, all of you audio heads that like to just put the, the earphones in or play it while you're riding, not really into the video, check out our audios on our audio episodes on all of your major formats for audio. iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Amazon, uh, on and on, Google Podcast. It's a blessing to be able to bring that to you as well on the, on the audio episodes. So we'll see you next time, y'all. And until then, like I always like to say, come get some of this positivity on you, y'all. Take a shower in it. Take a bath in it. Scuba dive in it. A skinny dip in it. Whatever you need to do, just drench in that positivity, y'all. And when you come out of it, sprinkle it on somebody else because that's what it's all about, y'all. I love you. And I'm saying that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you again. And we'll see you next time on The Victor Brooks Show.